Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, shut. Welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show, presented by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm CryptoZoo. This is episode 60, and I'm afraid to tell you, we don't have a rhyme this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he failed. I, I was waiting for this, though. I was kind of chomping at the bit all week because I knew he wasn't going to be able to rhyme 60. It's and hard. I was just waiting for him to be on the spot. You call yourself an MC. It's hard, man. I mean, if anybody listening out there has a rhyme for episode 60, you know, if there's anything you can think of that rhymes with 60, or any, you know, 60 up to 70, basically, to help us out with the other nine episodes we got coming up, that would be great. They won't. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not uh, expecting anybody to rhyme 60. If somebody does rhyme 60, I'll be impressed. I will add, we are recording this one in person, which we usually just do this thing through Zoom, so this is kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's uh, like literally like 99% of what we've recorded has been remotely. So now we're here in front of each other and it's really awkward. Yeah. But it's cool. we got to get used to this because once the, the world is back on track, we'll probably do this more often. But this is kind of like an experimental episode for you guys, except we don't have a rhyme. <laughs> Nothing at all this week. Fail. Some of you might be happy for that. <laughs> I think most people, I'm happy for it. In that case, you're welcome. (laughs) Anyways, you guys are happy, and it shows that you guys have been happy because we've been getting a lot of uh, traction on our Buy Me A Coffee and Patreon pages. We just launched a Patreon a couple weeks ago, and we already have a a handful of supporters, which we appreciate. Um, It's all going back into the show uh, to upgrade things and... And apparently to to buy cat buy gas <laughs> so we could get together and record in person. Yeah. That's why we couldn't before. It wasn't COVID. We just couldn't afford it because we're poor. <laughs> yeah. We're so poor. so help us out. Help this show continue and and let us be able to record in person. No, we uh we really do thank and appreciate everybody who has contributed so far. And you know if you're thinking about doing it, um you know we have some 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 cool things lined up for down the road and and uh perks and whatnot so and of course on patreon first of all patreon.com slash steve crypto head there we're posting pictures and and we did release our first patreon exclusive mini episode last week when me and my fiance ryan talked about some games which we're gonna do again uh she had a blast doing it. She's like even more like shy than I am. And she's just like going through our games and like taking notes and like she's ready to rock. So you need to start playing some games and get on and talk some games with us because that's fucking where it's at. I'd love to. Yeah, I have a lot of board games, card games. We we love all kinds of games. As long as they're not dramatic mind games, you know, that Oh, we got some of those. <laughs> We got some. We got some. But, um, yes, 
patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. And then we also have the Buy Me a Coffee page, buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. Go there and if you don't want to go to the Patreon and do a uh, subscription type pledge, you can just go to Buy Me a Coffee and drop a tip or something there. We do appreciate it. It's not, it, but we really don't use it for gas money. We use it <laughs> to to upgrade things on the show and what else do we do with it. We're trying to advertise in some places to kind of get the word out and extend our reach with the show because we're really passionate about it and we're really having a good time with it. And uh, we feel like you guys are starting to enjoy it too. So hit us up on both of those uh, platforms to uh, help us out and keep the show going. We also have a Facebook group that you are welcome to be a part of. And, you know, even if you're encouraged, yeah, yeah, you're encouraged to join us. Um, You know, if you just want to like be a member and check out all the random things that we throw in there, then that's cool. But if you also are, you know, working on something, if you have a project, an album, a book, you're painting, you know, comic, whatever, um, you're you're encouraged to share your projects in there so feel free to you know throw in a link or or put post your new album you just made or whatever it is and uh you might be able to get a little bit of a new audience there yes do definitely do that content creators please please come get involved and even just listeners and stuff just come and interact we love to interact with you guys um me i'm i'm crazy on social media probably more than i should be um, like at work and stuff, I'll be checking Twitter and Instagram. Don't tell nobody though. <laughs> this is our secret. <laughs> All three of you's listening. This is our little secret. Shh. Speaking of secrets, Steve, were you talking about uh trying to get some jars so we could sell farts in a jar on Patreon? Is that is that what like the top tier thing? Apparently, um, that uh, former reality show lady was selling farts. Yeah. Being pretty profitable. So what the I hell are we doing with a why, nine to five? Like, why are we? Yeah, why are we working? Like, we could be supporting this podcast with farts. You know what I mean? Like, we've been talking about farts for a year and a half now, so why not sell some? Like, yeah. would, would anybody be interested? Yeah. So you know, we'll throw it out there. Like, uh, let's say, like you know, thousand dollars on the Patreon. You know that you hit that level. So we should put a tear, like a Patreon tear, like a thousand dollar tear. We'll send you a, the a shittiest fart. level that there is. We'll send you a monthly fart in a jar. Yeah, but we we want you we'll to decorate send it. that jar too. By the way, <laughs> we'll send you the jar with prepaid shipping, so you can send it back, so we can recycle. <laughs> yeah. So we don't, you know, we want to help the environment. And if you choose to hang on to it to save for down the road because you think it might be a collector's item, and it very well could be, then, you know, <laughs> more power to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. I posted something about it on one of the social media fucking things. I don't remember which one, but I was like, I'm, I'm here working, and this lady's getting like $1,000 per fart. Like, I've been giving farts away. <laughs> For 42 years Whether now. people want them or not. For, you know, my whole life, I've just been giving away farts. And some good ones, too. <laughs> I put some good ones out in the world. Like, you know, you could if you see me at, like, Safeway or something, there's a good chance I probably left you a couple on the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, check the produce section at Safeway. There's probably, I probably leave two or three every time I walk through there. The crop dusting is real. Just make sure you wash your apples. You know, you know I, I think mean? my boss cropped us to me once. Your boss got you? I think so. Oh, 
long time ago. Yeah. You know, you're not going to say anything, but I... I, I I'll think, call somebody on it. I think so. Did you come back here and shit yourself? <laughs> like, for real. Like, I'll warn people, but like, look... We had taco taco night. <laughs> Last night was Taco Tuesday, and feeling a little bubbly this morning. So if you're walking around the store here and you smell something, <laughs> that was you. <laughs> wasn't me, but no, but I, I warn people. But now that I know I can fucking make money, like I'm just gonna start charging my my employees. They'd be like, "Oh, do you smell that? Did you smell that? Yeah, <laughs> ten dollars." <laughs> like, yeah, okay. No freebies anymore. Right. <laughs> no freebies. Yeah. Don't give me that my nose is broken. I know you smelled it. Pay up. I saw that look on your face. <laughs> so you turning green. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, what a... I say anyways a What lot. are you going to say? Speaking of farts in a jar, what do you got to go after that? Speaking of farts in a jar, I was almost going to... Well, we wanted to bring up some sad things, but I'll wait till. Yeah. Not immediately after the not, farts. That's not we'll connected wait. to farts in the we'll jar. We talked about what did we talk about last week? Oh man. Uh last week was episode fifty nine. You know, we were breaking out some wine. Wine. We 59. hope you were as well. That was back when we had rhymes. Yeah. Um I, I say we. I'm the one that comes back with the, the rhymes. So I'm trying to put it on Steve too. Back in the <laughs> old days. So last week, episode fifty nine, we caught up with our good friend Craig E. Sawyer. And he spoke to us about the Kickstarter for book two of the Forbidden Museum. So um, I, I don't remember exactly what episode, but if you look in the archives, you can find the the first episode with Craig. You know, yeah, and just yeah, we chatted about the, the sure first his names in the title. Yeah, we we chatted about the first Forbidden Museum comic, and so in the second one here, he uh, told us a little bit about it. Uh, I'm not going to say too much, but it involves the Gil God quite a bit. Which is basically based on the creature from the Black Lagoon, the yeah. Gill Man. Yeah. But, of course, you can't straight up use the, the names and shit because yeah. he does the indie comic creator and obviously don't have the money to buy rights for something like that. The monster from the deep. Yeah, the, <laughs> the water guy. Yeah, yeah. The water dude from below. So... Yeah, so we uh, we caught up with Craig and and he spoke to us about book two and and then we uh, chatted about a few other things and and we are we not to interrupt you but we are doing a giveaway with the uh, Forbidden Museum. We have a copy of issue one ready to give away. So if you jump on uh, my Instagram, the Steve Strout, um, I posted about it how to enter and like basically listen to the episode. It tells you how to do it. <laughs> there's details in there and there's also details on Instagram. So check it out. Get a copy of the book. It's cool. You guys will dig it. I think, um, people that we kind of catch the vibe that listen to us, will be into it. If you like classic monsters and the artwork is amazing. The it's really cool. cool. And, uh, yeah, just do it. Check it out. Check out last week's episode 59 and hear about his book, and he has a pre-Kickstarter launch page where you could sign on and and get notifications when it actually launches, so you could do that. That's probably a a good idea to keep up on that as well. So do it up. That was last week. Yeah. Um, We talked about a bunch of other stuff last week. We talked about, we ended the episode on kind of a sad note when uh, mentioning Betty White passing away, and I kind of want to 
throw a little mention about a couple. This week we lost a couple other uh, entertainment icons, I guess to say the least about them. First being Sidney Poitier, who is a he was the first Black Academy Award winner for Best Actor. He passed away this week. He uh he was like one of the great actors of ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he he was he broke down barriers for, you know, black actors and performers. And just he was a class act. Everything you hear about him was just he was an amazing guy and just he was a brilliant performer. Like go look at some of his old movies. You'll see he's definitely definitely a big loss. And um we also lost Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah. Um we are recording this Monday evening and I believe Bob's last show was Friday night or Saturday night. And then they found him the next morning unresponsive in his in his hotel room. Yep. And there's no um uh, no cause of death at this point. Um it's it's man, he um it's kinda hard to know where to begin with this. He he's like one of the like big voices of, of you know, our our childhood, or at least for people like me that were, you know, nineties kids. Um, cause you know, a lot of us first saw and heard him on America's funniest home videos. And that was basically YouTube back then. You know, that was our YouTube. Like they just have all this random shit on there that people would send in and he'd do voices, which were usually imitations of his own, his real father and mother. Cause if you watch his stand up, he'd do those same voices and, and he would kind of make that clear to you. So he do have the woman like this talking about, you know, some squirrel skating on the ice rink or whatever. <laughs> and it kind of sounds like a, a bad version of Rocky. I think, um, I think my first memories was him on Full House as Danny Tanner. Yeah. And I remember being, knowing him as, you know, the dad, this great dad on this show. And then the first time hearing his stand up was like kind of mind blowing. Like this is the same guy? Yeah. Because he's he's got a, a his stuff can get a little crude. Yeah, I remember being in high school, maybe middle school, and uh, a kid had heard that I was into stand up, and he was like, "Have you checked out Bob Saget's work yet?" I'm like the Full House guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he said it's nothing like what you would expect. So anybody listening, if you really, if you're not familiar with his content, it really is nothing like Danny Tanner. Um, I actually, uh, I have one of his DVDs, and um, probably eight to ten years ago, I took my dad to go see him up at Snoqualmie Casino, and that was pretty fun. Um, You know, he did a few jokes that we had already heard, but most of it was brand new, and uh, I remember we're we're kind of in, in the back or middle area or whatever, and he's about to get into this joke, and there's three women at the front that you can tell they clearly have been drinking a lot. And so he just stops and just puts the mic down and starts staring down at them. And they didn't even notice for the first few seconds. And then finally they're like, oh, he's not talking. And he's like, yes, hello. He's like, well, no, no, go on, continue. It's okay. It's not like anyone here paid to see me talk. He's <laughs> like, just continue, go ahead. And then it just, he, he's giving us this look like, can I get him, you know, please? And so he starts making this joke about how they're, you know, we're all going to their place for the after party or whatever. And 
Yeah. One of them's got their jaw dropped to the floor, and he's like, pull, you know, acts like he's pulling a zipper down. Wait, th- wait, just a minute. I'll be right there. Yeah, he was, he was definitely talented. I think the biggest thing, like, he's a super talent. It's tough to lose, but I think the biggest thing is just hearing all the stories and all, like, the outpouring of, like, you know, messages and stuff. Yeah. And tweets and everything about him is that he was just, like, a genuinely good dude. Yeah, that's often how it goes is, like, you know, some of these comedians are very crude on stage, but you hear that off stage they're nothing but, you know, nice, kind people. Yeah, it's and a that's, performance. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's a performance. You know, sometimes it's like a little bit of an alter ego. It's just kind of getting that out there. Maybe some some things you wouldn't normally say, you know, but you get a chance to 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 deliver it in a comedic way and and let that out. So, um, yeah, I mean, he 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 had been doing comedy for almost 40 years and so he, he's a legend in the game you know um an icon and uh is definitely going to be missed i actually um i was listening to uh the adam ray show i mean they they played a an old clip from when it was called about last night actually it might still be called that but it was back when adam ray and brad williams were on it brad's not on the show anymore and uh, Adam is a, a Seattle comic, actually. So the episode that they aired was when Bob came to his apartment in Seattle and they they uh, interviewed him for the podcast. So it, it's weird listening to it. You know, it's from eight years ago. But now that he's gone, just hearing certain things that he was talking about were kind of pulling on heartstrings a little bit. You know, he said that his book at the time, which was Dirty Daddy, the book he was promoting was about death and it was about like a lot of celebrities and comedians that he looked up to passing away and, you know, dealing with that. And, and, and then they eventually got into talking about Greg Giraldo, who is another great comedian that is, you know, has been gone for a while now and way too soon, too. way too soon. And Bob actually said that he kind of dreaded or feared opening or following Greg because he was such a master of the craft. And that's, you know, you got Bob saying that. Like, that's that's a big thing. You know, this, was a killer, man. Yeah. You got another killer saying that he's, you know, kind of like intimidated to, to you know, be in the same night lineup as him. So, um, and, and then he also just followed it up by saying, like, I miss Greg. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad that he left us. And that kind of pulls your heartstrings again, you know. But Bob and... Greg Giraldo and Norm Macdonald are all hanging out together. So that's a million other yeah. amazing people that have gone before him. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's always tough. Um, you know, it's like people we don't know these people, but they kinda uh played a part and like touched our life some way. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I, I read from uh Vinnie Paz of Jedi Mind Tricks, he actually posted about him because Jedi Mind is is Philly based and uh Bob Saget is from Philly. And I guess it's kind of cool. Bob Saget was a major hip hop head because, you know, the cool thing would maybe be to show up at like some big Jay-Z concert or whatever. Right. But apparently Bob went to Jedi Mind Trick concerts and and I guess he was nothing but nice, you know. So it's cool to know that he was even into the, the hip hop culture like he was. And Right, right. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's tough loss. Um yeah. But we need to move on and uh, talk about 
movies uh, bombing, kind of like you did with your rhyme at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, that uh, 355 movie that they expected to do okay up against Spider-Man just like failed. Just like the Guillermo movie did. It's crazy. Like Spider-Man's like a fucking juggernaut in the box office. Like he's already done over like 1.5 billion worldwide. Yeah. And it's pushing 670 million domestically. Like that's crazy. That's with COVID spreading like a motherfucker still. Why even put a movie out? You know, when you, if you, if you're a director and you're looking at the, the calendar of when a movie like Spider-Man is coming out, I'd say, you know, it, what it came out the, uh, Middle of December. So, yeah, Spider-Man's been pretty much kicking everybody's ass in the box office. And I saw an article the other day that, like, they expected to dominate until February when Spider-Man star Tom Holland's next movie comes out. When they're doing the uh, Uncharted movie based on the popular video game that I've never played. I've played a few of them. I have, uh, I definitely have the fourth one, and I think I have, like, a like a three in one set or something like that. Um, I've played the fourth one the most. It's pretty cool. They're kind of like, like an Indiana Jones video game. You could say, you right, know, you're right. fighting people and going through the jungle and solving puzzles and whatnot. That's cool. But yeah, that's crazy. Like dudes like owning the first quarter of the year movie wise, like he's going to be the next superstar every year. It seems like there's somebody different. It's like Robert Downey Jr. Then like Chris Pratt and then next person. And, yeah. Paul Rudd right now, and I think the next six months is going to be Tom Holland. Yeah, Which he'll find cool. something else for him good to for be him. in after Uncharted. I'm sure he'll. Good for him. Yeah, making money. They pushed back the Morbius movie again to April 1st. It was supposed to be this month, but now it's April 1st. Do you believe that? Because the COVID surge. This movie was supposed to be out in like 2020. Do you? Oh, I know, but do you believe it's going to come out on April 1st? I honestly, I don't care. Yeah, I don't like Jared Leto. I don't like him either. I'm just more excited for the the character to yeah, be coming be, to the big screen. It's cool, you know. Kind of, he's a vampire and like kind of cool shit. But, yeah, it, um, it, it's nice that they're bringing in a character we have never seen on the big screen and honestly hasn't been used you know, a ton, like even in like cartoons, um, you know, I, I feel like they constantly try to do more sequels of movies that have worked or at least bring in the characters that they know work and that are going to sell, you know, they know iron iron man works, captain America works. You know, if you take it to DC, if, if there's nothing a, works, <laughs> nothing works. I mean, but it should work, but it don't work when you, when you, dive into just the Batman universe, they're always going for the Joker. Like, oh, let's throw the Joker in there. You yeah. know, like... So for me, as a lifelong Batman fan, I've always wanted them to bring in characters that haven't been used very much. You know, like, I right. love the Joker, but I'm sick of seeing that. Yeah. I, I want, like, Clayface or um, Man Bat. I've probably said it before, right. but I want to see we, those characters. I think we talked about this yeah. not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, I think it could so work. So stop using the same people again and again and bring, bring in something different, you know? And then it could work if they took a few of those smaller characters yeah. and put them in one movie. Yeah. Speaking of the new Batman, um, that fucking Riddler... Yeah, looks just I don't I, I I can't. I was starting to get excited for the movie, then I seen their weird like fucking I don't know. I, I don't know. even know what to say about it. I'm like speechless. Like how the Riddler is not supposed to be this weird, creepy 
dark bondage looking like I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I, uh, I I've already said you know I'm trying to stay open minded when it comes to these characters and whatnot, but um, it doesn't look like the Riddler whatsoever. No, you know I, I mean I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna try it because it's Batman and it's coming out like a couple weeks before my birthday, so yeah. probably be able to go check that out on my birthday or whatever. But yeah, I I'm not crazy about the look of them. Um, but I also understand that they want to modernize these characters a little bit. They want to make different versions of them or whatever, you know, they always have, I, I, I have friends that, you know, sometimes they're picky about that thing and they're like, Wolverine doesn't have the, you know, the classic suit on. Like, you really think Hugh Jackman is going to wear like yellow spandex, you know, I mean, some of us oh, would think the it's money is right. Yeah, I mean, some of us might think it's cool to see them in those outfits, but I guess yeah. I kind of expect Hollywood to change them. Right, right. So, I mean, Deadpool, they they were right on the money with that, and yeah, and it was great. But I'm just, I, I'm not going to throw a fit because like they changed the costume a little bit or whatever. But this Riddler one Riddler is more one than a is, little change. It's more than a little change. Yeah, it's very, yeah. It's there's drastic. And did you even startling. see a question mark on him or anything? Yeah, I think like there that. was one on his chest. Okay, I don't know. Okay, the whole thing is a question mark to me. Yeah, like, and man, huh? Colin Farrell <laughs> is. You should just uh, call him hmm? instead of the Riddler with a question mark. Just be like, huh? I mentioned something. We're Sarah and I were watching the trailer, and and I said something about Colin Farrell. Like, wow, they got him. You know, looking looking different because he doesn't look like himself. And she was like, where's Colin Farrell? He's not in this. Like, yes, he is. He's the penguin. Yeah. Do they show him in the trailer? They do. Yeah. I I think he's hanging out a window in a car, kind of looking back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like one quick shot of him or whatever. But Hmm. yeah, they got a a long schnoz on him to make him look a little different. Interesting. We'll see how he plays the role of Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. We'll definitely see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Book of Boba Fett's been good. Yeah. Not to just jump from one topic to another, but... That's kind of what we do here sometimes. Book of Boba Fett's been good. We're enjoying that. I need to rewatch the second episode because I was kind of in and out of consciousness watching it. Because uh, I'm old and that's what I do. <laughs> New episode. I dug this it. This week. Same yeah. day they released The Eternals on Disney+, Plus, which I haven't seen yet. So I'm Me gonna, neither. I'm going to check yeah. that out to yep. see where it ties in with the whole... MCU stuff. That's this Wednesday, January 12th. So, and also this week, we get the brand new Peacemaker. Peacemaker. That's I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm usually, you know, you guys obviously know by now that I don't get excited over the DC uh live action stuff, but this I'm kind of excited for because honestly, I I like John Cena, yeah. but I also really like James Gunn. Yep. Like he's one of my favorite filmmakers, directors, anything. He's a fucking wild man genius. I think the key word for this show is going to be fun. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Don't maybe don't expect anything too deep. I mean, they'll probably have some some heartfelt moments, but I think oh. it's they're just looking. I think it's just going to be brutal and funny. Yeah. yeah, and that's the cool thing about Cena is that like he 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 don't take himself too seriously. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's serious about his craft, but he don't take himself seriously. He ain't afraid to like do this goofy ass role. Yep. Because you know, remember in the in the Suicide Squad movie, it was kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a character I didn't know anything about, but he came out and it was just funny. He was like badass, but he was just like a 
dumbass too. Yeah, that was cool. That was funny. Yeah, it worked for him. And he's a perfect guy to play it. Yep, I love the character. And same, I I didn't even know about him before that, before the, watching the new Suicide Squad movie. But he was one of the more entertaining characters in the lineup. And yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the show. It'll be fun. Um, him and his eagle sidekick. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, but so, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, I, I, I don't mind when platforms like Netflix give us an entire season at one time. It's okay. And some people like the whole binging aspect, but the way that Disney plus and HBO max are doing things by giving us an episode a week, it kind of takes me back to feeling like a kid again, watching TV where I'm like, okay, I know that this night I'm excited for this show. And that, you know, Wednesday night I get book, book of Boba Fett. Then the next night, Thursday, I get Peacemaker. It's just like, you don't have a set time to watch like you used to, you know, you have to be home at five o'clock or whatever, but just but knowing you know that day, it's those days be you get time your little treat. That. Like, ah, oh, shit, I got to work today, but at least after work, I get to watch book of Boba. I've had this conversation so many times. It's like, it, it brings you back to when you were a kid and you had to have your butt in front of the TV and time. Like it's, it's like, you know, I watch, uh, like Sven Gulli or Joe Bob Briggs. Those shows are on when they're on or you're not going to watch them. Yeah. So it's like an event and it's like, there's a whole community built around it that honestly, a lot of people who listen to us are part of that community. And like our show has grown a lot because of a lot of these same fans of these same things. So like they understand. Yeah. And, and you know, at least, with these streaming shows, you get a chance to go and watch them later. You know, you don't have to, like I just said a minute ago, you don't have to be at home at five or six to watch it or whatever. Um, whereas Joe Bob and Sven Gulli, as you mentioned, you know, you're SOL if, you, if you're not home in time to watch. So it kind of makes it a little bit more special. So, yeah, since we brought up Sven Gulli and Joe Bob, it's probably a good time to talk a little bit about some horror stuff. First, um a writer friend, Eric Capitan, popped in to tell us about his new book that's releasing next week. Check it out. Hey, we are on the Steven Crypto Show with Eric Capitan. He's here to tell us about his new book, Night of the Undead Horrors, which is releasing in about a week from when this episode airs. So let's jump right in and tell us about the book. Tell us a little background, how it came together. Tell us what it's about. So uh, Night of the Undead Horrors is the is the book. Um, and it's kind of like a, it's a, I, I'm a big fan of exploitation films. Um, so it's kind of like a combination of, uh, of exploitation and um, just like, you know, extreme horror. Um, extreme horror is a, is a genre where it focuses on, um, you know, subject matter that's would be considered taboo um, or, you know, out of the ordinary, I would say, compared to like something that Stephen King would write. Um, so it's about a, um, a serial killer who um, his victims come back to life as zombies. And um, well, it's kind of a slow process, but they come back as zombies and He's basically just trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And uh, it's a combination of Evil Dead meets Henry Porsche of a circular. It's very gory, very graphic. Um, it's a lot of fun, I'd say. Um, so it's pretty, pretty, you know, pretty gory, pretty graphic. And if I sums it up, I'd say it's if you like fucked up horror, you know, then you'll love uh, The Ended Horrors. Good. That sounds about about right for what a lot of our listeners will be into. So, yeah, it sounds it sounds exciting. I, I'm sure there's uh like you say, it's really graphic. I'm I'm interested in in reading your descriptive writing and stuff. So Did I send you a copy? No, I don't think. Do you want, yeah, I can definitely. If you want to send me your address, I'll send you a copy. Definitely would love. Definitely check it out, and we'll talk about it a bit on here. Cool. Yeah. 
we're definitely um, excited to hear about it. When's it released and where can people find it? Um, it's coming out January 17th. Uh, that's a Monday. It's on Amazon, exclusively on Amazon, available in paper, paperback. And um, if you prefer reading on a, like a tablet or a, uh, you know iPhone, Kindle, you can purchase it on there. I'm actually doing a deal where um, until January 17th, you can actually pre-order the book, the Kindle version of the book, the digital copy, and you can pre-order it now for 99 cents. After January 17th, it's gonna the price will go up. So if you want to get a good deal, uh, pre-order it now for 99 cents. Yeah, do it. You guys will have a few days. Pretty sure this episode probably about the 12th or 13th. So that gives you three or four days to get on it and get the deal. Sounds like it's going to be a good one. What What are some other uh, books that you've written? Um, well, I started out actually writing poetry, um, uh, but I wrote like you know, extreme horror poetry, like kind of like graphic horror poetry. A lot of my stuff is really graphic. It's like I, I probably would have compared myself to maybe like Jack Ketchum, Edward Lee, and maybe like just a little bit of Clive Barker in there. Um, I don't think I'm as great a writer as Clive Barker is for sure. But, you know, if, if I would if I were to compare myself, I'm say, I would say that I'm, you know, similar to that. The, one of the more popular books that I've written recently, um, A Love Not Deceased, is about um, a woman who her boyfriend dies and she can't get over it. So she digs up his body and decides to continue the relationship. So a little bit of necrophilia love, you know, it's a it's a horror story, but it's also a love story, too. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. I guess we all need love, right? Even the Eve. even the dead. <laughs> even the dead. Um, so Night of the Undead Horrors, back to that. The 17th comes out. It's gonna be on Amazon. And you also mentioned that you wanted to do a little uh giveaway of a copy to a follower. So yes, let people definitely. know where to follow you on social media. Sure, yeah. Um, so I'm on Facebook. It would be facebook.com slash eric.capitan. I'm on Instagram. It's erick.horror. Um, I'm also on TikTok, erick.horror as well. Same screen name. Yeah, just uh, follow me on there. Shoot me a message saying that, hey, I heard about your book on the Steve and Crypto Show. And you know, you'll know you be automatically, en- automatically entered to win a signed copy of the book. Sounds like a good plan, man. Um, yeah. I'll make sure to drop a link in the episode description too. So you guys could just click on that and go right there and, and give him a follow. And uh, check out the book. comes out on the 17th. Amazon exclusively. Yes. Will people be able to get one from Amazon and get it signed by you? If they buy a copy on Amazon, drop me a line. You know, we could definitely, I could definitely arrange, um, you know, doing it, giving a signed copy to somebody that way too. Cool, man. Well, thank you for uh, taking a few minutes to tell us about the book. Uh, Listeners, stay tuned for his awesome commercial for the book, which will be running, which I'm kind of excited about it because it sounds really cool. So let's do this. Let's get people checking out the book. Eric Capitan, everybody follow him. Show them some love. Get the book. Let's do this, guys. Thanks for coming by, dude. Thank you for having me. In the middle of the woods, in a secluded cabin, lives Aaron, a deranged serial killer on a gore-filled path of destruction. With each new victim, his appetite for blood and carnage increases. There is only one problem, though. His victims don't stay dead. Night of the Undead Whores, an extreme horror novelette by Eric Capitan. Now available on Amazon.
Hey, this is Ace Vaughn Johnson from LA Guns, and you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Hey, so we are back. Check out Eric Capitan's book. Like I said, it's coming out very soon. That uh, ad that he sent us is pretty cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll have that running over the next month or so. I dig it. Um, Like I said, we're going to talk about some horror stuff now, which, of course, we have to. Why would we not? Why would we not? So I've been seeing a few articles about um, the upcoming, like, most awaited horror films coming out in 2022 since it's the new year. And I, I made a little list of a few notable ones, and I'll mention them, and, and I want to hear your thoughts on them yeah. quickly in, in our limited time here. So um, I started, I was going to do, like, a top five, but then I realized I got to, like, eight, nine, <laughs> I don't know. But you can't just fucking pick five, because I just kept finding new ones, like, wait, that's coming out this year? Right. Is it coming out this year? And oh, I know shit. a bunch of them. I know a handful that are coming out, and I can't even put those in any order of how excited I am. Yeah. No, that, I'm not even going to try can't to pick do which that. one I'm looking most forward to. But, of course, uh, this week, next week, some point soon, Scream yeah. is coming out. Uh, I feel like maybe January 25th. I think uh, the 14th. Oh, sooner It's like than... next weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is the first without Wes Craven involved, yeah. which is interesting. And it's going to be a return of a bunch of the old familiar faces like Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and former WCW world champ David Arquette. That's right. Nobody should ever introduce David Arquette or mention David Arquette without saying former WCW world champion. Why is that not on the poster? Because if I was... Hell yeah, that was Why so lame. Why is it on there? Yeah. If I was a world champion, I would not enter a fucking room without somebody announcing former WCW champion. Do you think he's just Dusty carrying Stroud. that? You think he's carrying that belt around on set with him? They're like, Dewey, take like, it off. No, take it off. <laughs> like, leave, leave that shit home. They're like, what? We can throw You're it in the, the story champ anymore. Can't we put it in the story that like Dewey became the champion? You know, in his off time. <laughs> He's not the five-time champion. But no, champion. no, but he's still but yeah, a champion. Scream. He He's the five-time champion in our hearts. But um, anyway, Scream, Scream well, 5. He, he didn't Scream 5. Scream 5 time, 5 time, 5 time. We're not going to say it too much. Anyways, um, um, yes, and of course some new faces. Yeah. Besides the champ and the other the ladies. I'm pretty excited for it. Um I was watching somebody on YouTube talking about it and just the franchise in general and they were saying that it you know um there were signs in the first movie that that like could have led to Sydney being the killer herself. You know, of course it ended up being uh Stu and uh what's his name? Um can't remember the other guy's name. But um you know, it, it it would have been a, a yeah. crazy twist, you know, for her to take that direction. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited for it. It's one of my favorite franchises in horror. See, I'm, I dug them, but I, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. I do. I need to go back there and rewatch them all. I watched them when they came out and then just. It's crazy watching it again. Like, you know, after you've seen it a million times, you know who the killers are and all that. Going back and watching like uh, the scene with like Jamie Kennedy in the video store, and he's literally being like sandwiched in between the two killers, standing there talking to him, you know, and he doesn't know it at the time, and just like, ugh, it's freaky. So yeah, Scream, I believe it's on January fourteenth in February, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I guess it's a reboot remake. Directed by, directed by, not Bly, 
directed by David Blue Garcia. I guess it's a retelling of the basically the teens traveling through Texas and end up running into a fucked up family that do bad things and is this like a with a young Leatherface, or was that in the last film I, they I did? I don't know much about it. Okay, but it's like every time I rebooted it, it's been like the same kind of premise. But yeah, of course it's going to be. Um, but I mean, we're going to get Leatherface again, who is basically a, a iconic horror figure. So. I feel like I watched a a Leatherface movie not long ago on Netflix or Prime or something, and uh, and it was. It was like a prequel, you know, it was like a younger version yeah. of him and they're trying to, the family's trying to teach him how to use the chainsaw and all that. And he's not crazy about it at first. You can tell the the family's kind of trying to push him into doing it. Yeah. Um, oh, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'll watch it. I'm, I'll watch it. I'm excited. I know at one point there was talk about them doing uh, a film where he was older, like in his sixties. And, um, so like I'm picturing Leatherface in a wheelchair, you know, trying to chase <laughs> people walker. down. Trying to yeah. chase people, yeah. He's like trying to chuck his chainsaw at him because he can't keep, uh, can't catch up to him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Leatherface. I'm excited. Uh, another one coming out this year is Jordan Peele's new horror thriller movie called Nope, which I think is one of the best titles. <laughs> nope. Um, there's not really much announced about it they released a poster i know steven yoon from walking dead's in it which is cool but with uh jordan peele's track record with horror and thriller type movies like it's probably gonna be good yeah yeah Yeah. i mean get out was great um something different we've never seen um i literally tried renting Candyman tonight but Redbox wouldn't give it to me <laughs> <laughs> so um i'll have feedback on that They're one like, later fuck you and your coupon that steve gave you yeah yeah <laughs> it, it was my me, fault wouldn't let me use it so uh, it was a good movie dude just go buy it I'll, I'll check that one out eventually but um i'm definitely a fan of his work and and i've probably said it before but i know that him and his friend keegan both of them are big horror movie fans and it shows you know from the key and peel days to now like it definitely shows that they're into the craft they're into the art um so yeah i'm I'm gonna check it out um i'm hoping it's called nope because maybe these people are put in situations where like instead of you know facing whatever creature or in that dark room entity yeah whatever it is they're like nope i'm gonna go out the front door and take off Years ago, my friend and I were thinking it'd be fun to make a horror movie where it's kind of like that. Like, instead of oh, running upstairs, really short. going to check on what's going on. It's like a 30 on. second movie. They hear like a voice from upstairs. Yeah. And so many people have done that comedy bit, but it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you hear the monster, like, hello. Like, nope. We thought, you know, we're like, okay, you hear a noise upstairs. And instead of going to investigate, you do what most people would, would do, or you think rational people would do. And that's get in your car and leave. But in our version, something else happens down the road. So you leave the monster that's upstairs, but you get in a car wreck afterwards or something like that. You know, that sounds like too much thought, <laughs> too much to think about. <laughs> I'm going to go with nope. <laughs> go with nope. And I don't know. Nope. They're remaking Salem's Lot, which is cool. Yeah. Um, based on the Stephen King story. That should uh, be fun. Who don't like a good vampire movie. Yeah. Uh, Halloween ends. Oh shit! I mean, That's of course what we're gonna watch. Really be said about that. Which yeah, expected to be the final showdown between 
Laurie and Michael. So is we'll it see. safe to say that Halloween Kills was like the biggest horror movie of last year? Uh, either that, or I mean, I guess you could almost count Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, sci-fi, yeah. sci-fi horror, yeah. But that probably might have been a little bigger. I don't know. I have yeah. to look it up. But yeah, it's it just cool seeing all these horror movies do so well. Yeah, and um, getting so much attention lately. For you sure, know, for the sure. horror world. You guys know if you're listening to this. I mean, the horror franchise or the horror genre is or has always kind of been like the black sheep of film. You right, know, right. so it's nice to see our. Little monsters getting some attention. Um, and a couple other exciting things coming out. We'll talk more about in future episodes. But of course, the monsters movie. I was on the fence because you know Rob Zombie leans more towards gory stuff. But just the cast, uh, the fact that somebody like Daniel Roebuck would jump on and, and play a role is uh kind of makes me feel good about it and then seeing all the uh the images and stuff he's releasing have been amazing so that's cool evil dead rise i know you're hyped about that oh of course once we get more details on that we're definitely gonna probably discuss that one yeah there's not much other than it being like evil dead in the city i believe is what they're trying to do in this one yeah i don't know yeah and I think Let's it's going to have a female lead again. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like sisters or something or two girls. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, new Hellraiser. Cool. New Hellraiser's coming. Um, Terrifier 2. I heard about that from our friend Felissa Rose. Man, I've been That's waiting exciting. on that one. Been waiting for Terrifier 2 for After, so long uh, now. I know a lot of you guys are too. You know, the, the Art, Art the Clowns, uh, he did a particular kill in the first one. That was one of the most... Craziest kill scenes in Crazy, recent memory. Creative. The, the hacksaw. And, yeah. yeah and it's not, um, we don't even have to say it. You guys know mm-hmm. what it is. You guys know. Y'all know what we're talking about. Yeah. Then, uh, that poor girl. Supposedly there's a Predator movie coming, which we talked about before. I think that'd be called Prey or something. Another one of my favorite franchises ever. That's that's like my favorite alien in all of sci-fi, I'd say would be the Predator, man. I'm, I'm stoked for that. Um the the Predators movie that Rodriguez did, uh, Robert Rodriguez, right. that was pretty was good. good. I, th- I thought it was I great. I don't think I've seen it. I loved it, man. Like, they went to the Predators hunting planet, you know? Right. Like, all these people are getting dropped off there. So, people from all over the world. It was pretty cool. Hey, I'm Lee. And I'm Brittany. We're the two crazies from Night of the Horror File. A horror movie podcast with new episodes every Monday. And today, you are listening to... The, the Steven and Crypto, Crypto Show. Show. <laughs> was that good? Was was I too corny? Shut up. Hey, this is Dr. Gangrene. You're watching the Steve. No, you're not. You're listening to. You're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show right here on whatever network you're on. I don't know what you're on. Don't ask me. I can't see what you're doing, but keep listening and tune in next week for more cool content on the Steve and Crypto Show. There's a ton of other things, indie movies and all kinds of shit coming out. That I mean, if we come across it, we'll probably talk about it. And if you guys know anything, like we always tell you, let us know. Yeah. Any movie we didn't talk about send that us- I might not know about, send me a link, send me something. Send us a message online, the Steve Strout, CryptoZoo88. Um, yeah, anything that's coming out that you know about that you think is worth talking about on our show, For sure. send it our and- way. Yeah, send it our way. Follow us on all the social media. Join the Facebook group. Search for the Stephen Crypto Show on Facebook and find that group. 
head over to buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. Head over to patreon.com slash Steve Crypto and show us some love over there. And then we're going to wrap up this episode. We're going to work on some little fun uh, stuff for our patrons. So if you're already over there, stay tuned and we'll have some interesting, hopefully, for you here in the next couple of days. So we thank you guys for listening. Thank you very much. We've been the Steven Crypto Show. Catch you on episode 61. Don't count on any cool rhymes for the next one either. Oh. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>